0: Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Steel Target Paint Podcast. I'm Jeff Jones, and my partner,
1: Steve Foster, what's going on, Jeff? Not much, Steve. How are you? You been doing any shooting lately? Man, I was shooting all weekend. I had a visitor in from, let's just say, out of state doing some training and shot the local Griffin match together. Yeah, it was pretty cool. How about you, Jeff? You been doing any shooting? Yeah,
0: you know, normally go to Frostproof on the first Saturday of the week, uh, the month, but this month they have the low-cap nationals going on, so the bays are all used, set up for USPSA. So I went up to the Hernando match. Um, It's a smaller match. They only run five stages, all classifiers, and uh, took the Ironsight Revolver out and uh, had some fun up there shooting Revolver. Shot a personal best in one of the stages. uh, And, you know, again, another one of those days where that string, I'm
1: brilliant, and the next string, I probably should never shoot a gun again. <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh,
1: you know, the revolver's got a way of doing that, too. It somehow teaches you a lesson. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, we had a little uh, uh, talk last episode
0: about the Area 6 steel match, and uh, you reached out to our next
1: guest uh, who crushed it there. Uh, why don't you tell everybody who we have on tonight? Yeah, we've got the amazing, the blazing... I don't know. I guess we've got to come up with a nickname for you. Chris Barrett. Welcome, Chris Barrett. Good to have you, brother. Hey, Chris. Hey, guys. How's it going? Good. How are you? I'm pretty
2: good.
0: I'm assuming you shot the Griffin match this weekend.
2: (laughs) I did, yeah. I was there. Well,
0: Chris, you had a great uh, turnout, or uh, excuse me, performance at Area 6. Uh, You're really crushing it and and staying uh, consistent. Um, And I'm proud to say I'm a teammate and a friend, and uh, it's just great to see good people doing well. So congratulations on that.
2: Thank you. I appreciate it. I mean, it's just been a lot of hard work, but I'm happy to see it paying off, and I appreciate the love.
0: Well, tell everybody, how old are you right now, Chris? I'm 19. 19. And when did you first uh, shoot a gun, and, you know, who took you to that first uh, shooting experience?
2: So I was probably like 10 or 11 and it was actually my grandpa he took us out to his range and just we shot a bolt action probably 20 yards or so it was pretty interesting and what gun uh, I couldn't tell you I think it was a Marlin but I, I couldn't tell you what well, uh, 22 or were you yeah. shooting something bigger nope it was a 22 for the first time
0: so 22 was cemented into your shooting experience from an early age
2: <laughs> yep it was <laughs>
1: So, uh, Chris, for those that uh, that don't know, where where do you live and where do you train
2: at? So I'm from Georgia. i have in Canton, about an hour north of Atlanta, and I shoot at River Bend, which is about thirty minutes from my house.
1: Cool. So when did you really uh, first start shooting Steel Challenge?
2: So I started shooting Steel Challenge uh, probably about four years ago at a local club, just. Trying to branch out and try new things.
1: So, what 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 division were you shooting when you first started?
2: Uh, I started out shooting uh, Runfire pistol iron, Runfire rifle iron. Those are the first two uh, rifle and pistols I shot.
1: Ah, I gotcha. Well, let's back up a second. Being nineteen, you you in school yet, or what? What do you got going on there from the academic side?
2: Oh, I am. I'm going to North Georgia.
1: So what are you going to school for?
2: Um, Right now I'm going for business management and marketing, but I really just want to stay in the shooting world, so I'm trying to, like, find a path to go into that kind of field. Cool deal. Yeah, with a business degree, that gives you an
0: opportunity to do a lot of different things. Uh, There's a lot more than just making guns, marketing and, and advertising and all that kind of stuff. So I think you're making a good decision there. Oh, yeah. Appreciate it. So what is it about... Steel challenge that draws your interest.
2: Well, I always love the, the the steel aspect of it. You shoot a shot, you get an audible ring, and you can really call your shot. When you shoot USPS with the papers, you just see dirt fly. Y'all these misses, it's just different. When you hear that sting re- ring, it's just i uh, I don't know, amazing feeling.
1: Hey, hey, Chris. Well, Jeff, has that experience shooting steel? You know, with the dirt flying and all that. Hey, hey, oh, sorry. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> uh.
0: It's because they're edgers, okay? Oh, they give you the right. whole plate, and the edges are good.
2: <laughs> That's right.
1: Oh, all right, man. So let's kind of get into meat and potatoes, because you know I know you pretty well, and I know uh, what you do in terms of a practice routine and all that kind of stuff and I've talked about you a little bit on the podcast and I've talked to a, a lot about you to a lot of people. Why don't you kind of break down and walk us through what's your practice routine look like? How often and what are you doing and, and that type of thing?
2: So during the off season I do about two weekend uh two to two days a week. But for the last couple of months with the sixty thing I've been doing three days a week and I've been trying to shoot all eight stages, which is then hard at times so I'm getting it done and then on the weekend I'm also shooting 8 stages at local clubs but for my main practices we just set up 2 or 3 stages and we pretty much just we run 6 mags 25 shots or whatever Yeah, 25 shots and um, just practice it somewhat like a match and just try to work on my feet, my shot, the timing and everything like that so you you
1: don't have the advantage of a home range, Jeff, but he's working on that, I'm sure. <laughs> Stay in school, Chris. <laughs> I will, <wish>, someday. <laughs> so t- tell me a little bit more about that because, you know, you guys are li- – how far do you live away from the gun range? About half an hour or so?
2: Yeah, about 30 minutes.
1: Okay. So by the time you pack up all your steel, you drive 30 minutes, how long are you at the range on an average, average practice uh, session?
2: So – our average practice is about two and a half hours, sometimes 30. Just okay. by the time we get there, unload the van, carry all the gear up the hill, up to the bay, set it up, walk it off, it takes about that long. So, so
0: well, let me get this straight. Hold on. Go you, ahead. you shoot uh, usually two, two stages, and uh, you shooting all the six guns that you shoot? In your
2: uh, so I'm shooting two. Yeah, if I shoot two stages, I will shoot six guns. If I shoot okay. three stages, I'll do uh, three guns per stage. I'll mix them up.
0: Okay, so six guns, two stages, so you're shooting 12 stages. And you're saying you're shooting six mags a gun? Yep. Okay, oh, so, yeah. so, so six mags a gun, so I'm... I'm I, I don't know if I have enough fingers to do the math uh, <laughs> six mags would be sixty shots uh six guns would be three hundred and sixty rounds, two stages so in in an average practice, you're doing about seven hundred and twenty shots
2: uh yeah, if I much. did the
0: math right um oh no, yeah, that sounds right you know and it's and, and the reason I point that out is um you know I tend to go and and shoot. Anywhere between four and six guns when I practice, and I try to get two stages in. Um, I think the key here is that you're only shooting uh, six mags, and that because after a amount of time, I don't know if you find this, but you know, you've got to really stay focused. You know, in say rounds five hundred to seven hundred and twenty, uh, because you're getting tired, uh, and picking the right guns to shoot and when to shoot. You know, I mean, you practice in both iron and optics. Which ones do you tend to shoot first?
2: Uh, I try to shoot them just like I do in the matches. So I start off with both pistols. I go iron pistol, open pistol, and then I just continue that pattern up to the... I shoot PCC last.
0: Okay. So you go iron open, iron open, iron open, and, and
1: back and forth between the pistols and the rifles. Yep, exactly. Excellent. So let's kind of walk through that part of it, and we'll get back to the training side. So... The the main six divisions you're competing in right now are what, Chris?
2: Uh, so rimfire pistol, iron, rimfire pistol open, both the rimfire rifles and both the PCCs.
1: Gotcha. And you plan to add a gun or so next year?
2: Yeah, I'm I'm thinking about adding open, but I'm still working on it. It's a lot different than shooting rimfire with the draw and everything. But <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm the draw is it. humbling. Yeah. Oh, it is. Yeah, it's a whole different aspect.
0: You know, funny story, Steve, I think the very first match, and probably the only time, and he might have even had a malfunction, but when I met Chris, I beat him. One time. <laughs> oh, yeah. Did and you I want him a- to get into open. <laughs>
1: Because I may have a chance for a small amount of time. Man, I, I want him to get it open just to free up some room down here for me. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Tell me which gun you're dropping. That's what I'm practicing with. Now. <laughs> so so you're shooting at least 700 rounds or six, 700 rounds or so of practice sessions. So you're doing that two to three times a week. Plus you're shooting just about a match every weekend, right? Because you're shooting probably CMP this weekend. You shot Griffin last weekend uh what other matches do you shoot
2: uh there's one up in sunny daisy in tennessee and then usually after that i'll just do a practice at my house or at the local range i mean gotcha
1: Woo. so how many rounds a month do you think you're shooting
2: oh uh, uh six thousand i believe yeah that's a lot of that's a lot
1: of bullets you know, I did I did get into a conversation, you know, whenever you've come over to my house and we've uh practiced and whatnot. We we practice and shoot steel challenge stages and I, I got an interesting question this this last weekend somebody that wanted to focus on, you know, steel challenge shooting. It's like, "Well, what drills are there?" Well, it's uh timer goes off, you shoot those five plates as fast as you can <laughs> without missing. And um w- w- let's talk a little bit more about that, Chris. What are you what are you working on when when you're shooting those five targets, you know, pick a gun or, or whatever. What are you trying to do? So you, you're shooting at, you know, six mags or so. What's your, what's your goal? Are you trying to shoot it like you're in a match? Or are you trying to push that edge a little bit? Or, you know, what's going through your head when you're out there on the range practicing?
2: So it, it depends on what kind of I have coming up. The world or something like that coming up, I try to practice them like the match. I just try to, just one-for-one, see one, it hit them, and try to get my timing right. But if it's like off season, then I'll do uh, two or three mags just to kind of get going, just kind of find the sights, find the targets, and then I'll do one, just just about as fast as I can pull the trigger. And if I hit them, I hit them. And then I'll take the next mag and I'll back it off and go back to one to one at one for one, which is usually faster than they were. And then I'll do a final one that's just like. Uh, one-for-one, one, kind of slow, but really, like, kind of finding that par number, like, where you want to be steady at.
0: Yep, yep. Chris, let me ask you this, because I have an opinion on it. When you practice, do you do, you do makeups? I do. Okay, because I don't, and, and, and the reason I don't, and when I train, I don't, is that, now, you're at a different level, but for, you know, when I train and when I train people, I say, if, you know, of course, if you've got 10 in a mag, it gives you two strings. If you do a makeup, then you've got to change mags, um, which right. isn't a bad thing um, if you've got enough mags, uh, but then you got to, you know, if you don't have enough mags, you're reload and all that, but the reason I do that is because I say, I want you to know, and I want to know, where am I missing? Why am I missing? Did I pull the trigger too soon? Did I pull the trigger too late? And so forth, um, and again, ne- uh, neither one is right or wrong. Um, I was just wondering what you do, so thank you.
2: Oh, yeah, no. I mean, it definitely is a good idea to just shoot five, and but it also gives you a good idea of well. If you're shooting, you can see you're shooting too fast. So you shoot five shots. You shoot six, and it's a little bit higher. I like doing the makeups just because in a match, if you miss one, you're going to have to make it up.
1: Yep. So 2019 has really been an explosive uh, year for you. I, I think you and I met for the very first time at the 2017 Alabama State Rimfire Challenge Championship. And uh, I remember uh, you and your dad pulled in next to me, and, you know, we, we had a quick conversation. And Jeff, I'm like, who the heck's this kid? I've never seen him before. And uh had an opportunity to watch him shoot a stage. I was like, oh, man, that kid, if he gets this stuff dialed together, we're all in trouble. And so that was a couple of years ago. But 2019 has been been definitely a great year. I think, was it? Yeah, it was this past March at the Georgia State match. That's the first time you broke 70, correct? That's right. So what was the biggest aha moment that really helped you in in your shooting to be able to – because I know, you know, you and I have talked a lot about it over the last year and a half or so. You wanted to break 70 so friggin' bad. (laughs) This is a G-rated show. But you wanted to break 70 so bad. What what was it that finally sank in and and you were able to – you know, break 70 in a big way, and then you were knocking on the mid-60s before, you know, before long. Well,
2: I think the biggest thing that helped me was calling my shots. I was able, like, it was actually from you who told me it, but I started really being able to call my shots, see, okay, I missed that one for sure. But then I turned that even more to just shooting one-for-one. If I shot one-for-one, it was usually a lot faster than my makeup shots. And uh, it's just that's, that's how I've tried to practice and how I've tried to do everything is how consistent can I be one for one?
1: Yeah, and I've, I've shared this story with probably 50 people, and I shared it this past weekend doing some training that I think it was the first time you, you came over to my house when we were practicing together. You shot Showdown, and I think it was with your rimfire rifle iron gun. I don't think it was your open gun, but it was one of the two rifles. And Jeff, I think I've shared this with you before. You know, Chris gets up there and just lets one loose. He shot a one forty one, and I've got it on video. He shot a one forty one and had a makeup on the back right, eighteen by twenty four, with a split time of a point one four. And I was like, <laughs> I looked at his dad. I went, "Holy well!" I almost just had to beat myself, you know, because it, it was at that point in time that I knew, oh my gosh, just dialed in just a little bit and. You know, you transition a gun so, so fast, and you're able to process information so fast. I, I really think that you've got a gift that you've worked extremely hard to uh, to materialize into what it is today, but how do you go from going from that one-to-one to be consistent, you know, because that's, you know, you're, you're right, that's what we talked early on about, to now you're just, even if you're not going one-for-one, one, you're still you're still really fast. What what is that transition, you know what I mean?
2: Yeah, so I, I think the way it's going is because I have that baseline of one-for-one one is this fast, that yeah. even if I push it a little bit and have a makeup up well, I'm still in that general area. Right.
0: You know, it's a really good point, Steve, and this is something I've been talking to a lot of people about, is that you have to find your fastest one-for-one. And I tell people, you know, uh, and there was a big, you know, hubbub about the time changes that are coming up. And people are like, oh, why are you changing the times and all that? And I said, stop. I said, look at your scores. I said, if, you, if a graph of your scores is, looks like an EKG, then you're probably taking extra shots into your score. And that's causing you a lot of time. And, you know, okay, you said Chris made up a, the back right plate and showdown in point one four that's phenomenal that's yeah. not most people's makeup speed no. you know most people's makeup speed is probably going to be somewhere between 0.3 and 0.5 in the rimfire or the pcc right and i tell them i said if you'd have just taken an extra tenth of a second and got it suddenly now you're 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 0.4 ahead of the ahead of the game Right. Yeah. And you know, and and this game is about speed, but it's also about accuracy. Because you, let's face it, we can go out there and, you know, go for the blind scroll run. In fact, uh, Steve, do you remember the uh, Georgia State match
2: <laughs>
0: two years ago on Smoke and Hope? Yes, I do. <laughs> I do. I had four great stages. I think I shot one of the best ones I've ever shot. It was like a six seventy or a six eighty. And I said, I looked at Steve and I said, you want to say it? And he goes, watch this. And I said, hold my beer. And I got up there and I ripped it. It was like a one three, eight with like
1: three misses.
2: <laughs>
1: so it
0: didn't matter how fast I was going. I had nine extra seconds on that score.
1: But Jeff, you um, look good doing it. That's all that really matters. Absolutely. Absolutely. That was a cold day too. Ooh, That was brutal.
0: Thank goodness they moved the
1: match to March instead of February. So yes, yes. In fact,
0: uh, at the end of the yeah. match, we'll announce when it's going to be this year for those that haven't heard yet, because the yeah. date is official. But yeah, that one for one is is so key, and you know it, it really cemented home uh, at a match. I was listening to you and Ron El, uh, not Ron Elliot. Sorry, you and Ron were talking, and you were both talking about how many shots you took into score. So you knew how many extra shots you were oh, taking yeah. to score. And, and that really impressed on me the importance of, of that one-for-one one and those extra shots really add up. So for all you shooters out there, you know, go back to your latest match and, and look at what your best time was on a string. And you probably were one-for-one. One. Multiply that by four for all your stages and see what your time comes out. And that's what your current potential is, just going one-for-one. One. Same speed, no not having to go any faster, but just going one for one.
1: Yeah, and I, I think the other point that Chris makes um, at least a couple of moments ago was around, you know, how fast you're supposed to shoot. You know, there's a lot of people that don't want to hear their times called. I personally like to hear my times called. You do as well, don't you, Chris? I do. Yeah, So because it kind of gives you a baseline so you can reconfirm, you know, um, how fast that you are shooting if you're shooting five to go and it's two seconds and it felt like two seconds you know that your internal clock's on point and and that's a big deal because some days you have it and some days you don't and the days that you don't you just got to back it down a little bit so so what's the biggest tip that you have for us chris you know there's a lot of people listening to this podcast that are pretty serious in the steel challenge i i see new people at the range across the country when i'm traveling around i know you do as well that people are trying to get hardcore in it and they want to get better. So what's your biggest tip that you have for them to get better?
2: So my biggest tip is get a timer, just because you gotta have that, you gotta just get used to hearing that timer go off and get up on the timer and get on your shots going. Uh, If you can, you're able to have students to practice or go find somebody to practice with, that's super helpful because then you can find uh, your stage plans and all that kind of stuff. And then probably the most important is just find what works best for you. Like, if you go up to a stage, you want to find what pattern can you shoot the most consistent. And then once you get those kind of baseline numbers, like you said, make a chart. And, all right, these are the times, these are the par numbers I'm looking for per string or per stage. And then try to work on that, either make them faster or more consistent.
1: Yeah, that's, that's great advice. And, Jeff, if you didn't know, Chris's dad is Jeff Barrett. And uh, Jeff's <laughs> and Jeff is an avid golfer, and so that's where the par stuff comes from. And I think it's a great analogy because as you're shooting, you want to be able to, to to understand where you're uh, where you're expected to be or what's par or car, uh, on the course of fire, which is is really cool.
0: Well, I got to shoot uh, a lot the, this past or two weekends ago with Chris, and I've shot with him in the past, and you know I I hear. You know, a lot of times, Barrett, Jones, were kind of close to each other. Chris is usually first, but, you know, I might be third or fourth. And, uh, you know, Jeff will say something like, okay, you're looking for a 1-7. You're looking for a 1-9. Right. And that's that part-time that Chris has now got, okay, that's what I'm looking for. And then you hear that, and you go, okay, I just hit a 1-9 at my 80%. I can step it up, and I'm going to be under where I need to be. So... Sweet. Chris, I saw a video of you with Steve, and I liked it because it broke what a lot of people consider to be the norm, which is cutting your eyes to the next plate, mm-hmm. and, and you don't cut your eyes. You keep that dot in the reticle, and you, you track to each plate, but do you actually right. stop on every plate?
2: So, for me, that really just depends on the stage. If I'm seeing 10, John 5 to go... I try to. I'm not saying I stop fully. I don't dead. I don't think I ever dead stop the gun. I kind of more slow down. I guess I want to say, but then like roundabout or spe- or uh, showdown, I just the first two shots I don't even really see them, and then about so like on roundabout especially first first two shots I just I'm I can tell you where they hit, but I'm not really stopping. I'm just yanking those two off, and then about the time I get to the fifth plate I start slowing down, get back to the fourth, and I kind of slow down on the fourth one, hit the stop play to end it. So I don't know if I truly ever stop the gun. It's more of a, uh, I want to say, maybe delay or a slide. You downshift.
0: You know, I'm, I'm an old uh, stick yeah. shift uh, car driver, so you're, you're downshifting, uh, but you're not stopping.
2: Right, yeah,
1: exactly. Gotcha. So tell us a little bit about, um, I know Ryan Wagner and I have talked a lot about this in the past, about shooting with both eyes open or do you shoot with one eye open with your limited
2: guns? So not especially I shoot with both eyes, but I'm, I got started out shooting with iron guns. So for me, shooting with one eye open was what I kind of learned. And still what I have to do with it, when I do it with the iron guns, if I shoot with both eyes, I tend to lose the back sight for some reason. And I start mm. just getting weird hits on the plates.
0: I do the same thing. I, I actually, uh, I don't like to squint, uh, but uh, when I shoot irons, uh, at least the rifles, PCC and rimfire, um, I put an eye patch on. So I'm still in a comfortable facial position and, and just put an eye patch on. Uh, same concept. Uh, and for the same reason, uh, I, I, well, not the, for the same reason. You say you lose the back sight. I actually see two front sights.
1: Chris, that's some old man stuff. Just in case <laughs> yeah,
0: sometime in about what nineteen, so that'd be thirty six years. You'll have that same problem.
1: <laughs> Write that down. Put
2: yeah. it in a time capsule. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so, one thing. I mean, we, you gave a good tip to to people buying it, buy, get a timer, recorded times, and all that. Um, I mean, how about, and you, and you talked about, you know, finding the different patterns and all that kind of stuff. But what do you, what's your mental game
2: like? So, so every stage for me, I, I focus very much on my feet and how I'm set up on the stage. So I go up to every stage. I have a certain, so I want my, I want my body aimed towards this plate. I go up there and I find to where I can get to every plate naturally. And then I just really get that focused and get kind of, zero it in, and then I put a mag in and get ready to go.
0: I don't know how many people at uh, Area 6 kind of, I don't know if they gawked or, you know, you've got a very interesting shooting stance. Right, yeah. And, and everyone's like, what is he doing? I'm like, just watch.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, I you know, played basketball for many years, so I'm used to having your hips out and running
0: meat. Hey, you know, go with what works. You know, I don't think anybody can you know, if somebody says, well, that's not right. The kid shot under 60, okay? <laughs> right or wrong, it doesn't matter. It's the, it's the uh, outcome that, that counts.
1: That's true. My best work in theory at this point, Jeff, is he's like 6' something and I'm 5' nothing. So he's trying to get a competitive advantage to be my height, so that's why he's <laughs> the, lower. the plates look like a straight line on roundabout. <laughs> that's great. How, how much of your lower body would you say moves when you're shooting a stage like, you know, let's say five to go or, you know, something that's got a pretty wide transition, you know, from the first plate to the, the last plate or speed option. Are you really driving with your lower body or upper body or both?
2: So I drive probably like 85% my lower body, my upper body, like with my rifles especially. I just lock my elbow in on my my right arm. I just lock it down on the trigger, and then I take my left arm and I do it almost parallel, 90 degrees uh, horizontal on the gun, just to drive it. So I usually use my hips to mainly like, uh, I guess, accelerate the next to each plate, and then I kind of use my arm to slow it down or not, but. I kind to use my hips to really drive it to plate to plate.
1: Gotcha. How much are you pulling in on your rifle when you're when you're shooting? Are you just offering more lateral lateral support, or are you pulling in on the gun a decent amount with a rifle?
2: Uh, I pull in the gun. Yeah, I pull in the gun a, a good amount. Just it's just what I found is natural. If I really get that thing locked in my arm, I get that gun parallel to the plates. I know it's going to be level with the rest of the stage.
1: Yeah. Gotcha.
2: So.
0: You know, beginning of the year, you finally got under 70. Uh, Alabama, you shot under 60. Is it rounds down range? Is it, you know, understanding, you know, position in the in – the, is there one thing that you could say is, is you, you've tied into getting better?
2: So, I think the biggest thing that I've tied into getting better is probably practice. Oh, thank you. Very much thank those... you. Get it, Steve. Yeah. Did you hear yeah. it, Steve? <laughs> Everybody <laughs> out there,
0: you have to practice. Oh, yeah. And a match yeah, I mean, you... is not practice.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true.
0: Anything else? Sorry to interrupt, but I was waiting for you to say that because I <laughs> knew you were going to say that because that's what counts. And, uh, but is there anything else, you know, is there something at practice other than, you know, I like your regimen, you know, you start out slow. Um, you say you've got that one where you just go as fast as possible, not worrying about whether you hit or miss. I call that the wild thing. Um, and I think that's a very positive tool, uh, because it actually sets, uh, it gives you an idea of, you know, had I hit all those, that's as fast as I could ever shoot that stage right now. And it also helps you train to see the sights or the dot faster.
2: Right, definitely. But, yeah, I think my biggest thing with practice is, well, like, us like an area six. It was kind of rainy. You have a bad weekend or it's rainy and muddy. Well, I can fall back on that practice and really sit down on, okay, this is what it felt. Uh, I guess kind of slow in practice, and I go to the match and I do it, I, I have that same feeling where, Everything's kind of in slow motion that I know on, I'm in kind of the zone, I guess.
1: Gotcha. You ever get frustrated at matches or get distracted, Chris? Cause you, whenever uh, I shoot with you, you always seem pretty calm, cool, and collected. And don't get me wrong. If you, you know, tank a stage or get a little loose on one, you know, we all are a little disappointed. But I never see you really too, too distracted or you're pretty even keel.
2: Yeah, so, I mean, even if you do have a bad stage, there's usually eight stages, and you can not always make that time up, but you don't want to let that one stage affect another stage, is how I look at it. I've right. had matches when I first got started where I would have the stages go awful, and then the next stage would go awful, and I kept continuing it. Well, now I just work my butt off to, like, keep everything, uh, I guess, kind of cool and calm, just... Even if something does go wrong, well, there's a new stage, a new shot, and just try not to let it bug me.
0: Gotcha. You know, well, Steve, that's well, a really good point. There was a shooter at Area 6, and they came off the stage, and like, oh, I just gave up three seconds on smoke and hope. I'm going to have to find that someplace else in the match. And I went, no, you're not. And they looked at me like, what do you mean? I said, if you could shoot those other stage faster why aren't you shooting those other stages faster now? Do you really think, you know, oh, because that time is gone. And, you know, I was trying to impress on them that you, you've got a certain amount of time. If, you, if your average time on, you know, uh, pendulum is two and a half seconds, so you're going to shoot that in ten seconds, don't think you're going to go up there and shoot an eight and a half just because you will it. You know, you'd be better off shooting that that 10 second stage and staying consistent the rest of the match than sitting there and trying to go the wild thing and make up time because 95 times out of 100 you're probably going to shoot it worse than you could have if you'd have just settled down and gone one for one
1: jeff and i joke all the time about some of these junior shooters and this and that so we got two very important questions for you number one do you have a girlfriend? And number two, do you have a vehicle that you can uh, get distracted with a girlfriend in and spend less time shooting? Just, just asking for a friend.
2: <laughs> well, I do. Asking for. I a mean, friend. I have. I, yeah, I have both. Actually, I have had a girlfriend for two years now, and I've had a car for uh, about a year and a half now with college. And so I'm still doing my thing.
1: Dang it, Jeff! I told you this kid is awesome. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> <laughs>
2: What's nice that? try. We gotta what,
0: come up it? with something else. We yeah, I know what's else. next.
1: I was just gonna brainstorm for a minute. What else is next? I mm. will pay your match fees not to shoot. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. All right. So back to this whole 60-second 60, 60 thing. Obviously, that's a, a significant accomplishment. What would you say has been the you know the top couple accomplishments you've had in your shooting or career or memories that really stick out to you?
2: So, I mean, definitely the break in 60. And then I think probably my next closest was actually last weekend at a 06 where I shot uh, four guns under 60, 64. And I think my next probably closest was I also shot my pistol open for the first time at 68, like 36 which is the fast motor shot a pistol, which I was very happy with. And I guess other accomplishments was probably the Worlds. I came in second in PCCI, and I was I was very happy with that. that was the first time I really did anything at the Worlds.
1: Yeah, I know everybody's not looking forward to you showing up at the U.S. Steel shoot if they have it this year or the World Speed shoot next year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'll be going up there to accept my second place to Chris Barrett trophy. I don't know. That's
2: seems to be right there with me. I don't know.
1: I don't know. We'll see if we can work it out between now and then. But <laughs> hopefully I can be the second guy below 60. We'll see. It's got to come together a little bit. I got to, man, I, I don't know if I've told you this or not, but I've been trying to drop some weight. You know, whenever we practice outer limits together, Jeff, I can't even tell you, man. This man is moving from box to box early, son. So I'm trying to get that first shot off, and I'm leaning and barely got my foot outside the box trying to cut, like, a third of a second. Um, and practicing with Chris, you know, he shoots it routinely in the low the low threes, and then he started throwing up some high twos. I'm like, uh, you know, what what would Gandhi do? He would fast, so <laughs> I'm not there yet, but, but i lost 23 pounds. I need to lose. I don't even want to know how much you weigh, Chris, because I need a stretcher to get to get that kind of weight but but uh ho- hopefully uh that's that's the piece of my game i've had some good practice times without our limits but i need to be in that 950 960 range or somewhere in there to really have a legitimate shot of, of shooting a sub 60 so yeah hopefully chris hopefully we'll get there we'll see
0: it's all worth it steve oh, yeah. you know um i came back from the the world shoot in uh i think it was two years ago, and uh, saw some pictures and went, oh, i got to do something, and, you know, I've been fortunate. Uh, I found a method of eating that suits my habits and helps me lose weight. Um, it rhymes with Beto, and I use that because, for all you that don't know, he dropped out of the race, so you can, your ARs are safe. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, you know, find something that works, and, uh, you know, it's not only helping your shooting career, but it's also going to help your longevity of your life. So that's fantastic. Keep up the good work.
1: Appreciate it. All right, Chris, why don't you give us a little bit of a rundown of your equipment? You know, everybody wants to know what you were shooting when you broke this 60-second uh, um, barrier. So what, what kind of equipment were you running?
2: So I'm shooting a Niner a Research, which is Des Eagle or car arms, and it's their switch bolt model, which is what you have on the right or left. And I was running the open version, which is uh, with the riser and everything. Uh, Blackhawk Axe and Stock. I run a kit trigger, single stage, two pounds. I love those triggers. And CCI mini-mines for my ammo right now.
1: Awesome. It's a It's a pretty sweet setup. It's Jeff, I shot it. Uh, I don't know. I guess it's about two days ago. You know, I said, "Hey, let me see that thing, Chris. Let, let's see what's going on here." And man, it's really—it's it, a light, lighter build than than what I shoot. Probably I don't know half a pound or so, but it's very, very well balanced. It's uh, no, it's 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 a beautiful, beautiful gun. So now I appreciate you uh, sharing that with us because that's probably one of the top questions I get fielded because. I know Chris Barrett. They're like, hey, what's he shooting? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm
0: always happy to answer questions. Well, what are you shooting yeah. in the PCC realm?
2: Uh, so I'm shooting a, a JP GMR-15 with their 14-inch barrel with a pinion a comp.
0: Same gun, open, and iron?
2: Yep. I run it both ways. I just have a pair of flip-down, go strip on sights, and I have a Vortex. I click the patch, and I just pop it on and off and shoot it both ways.
1: And you're shooting a razor, right? A six MOA. Yep, that's right. Sweet.
0: And then, what about your pistols?
2: So right now, I'm shooting the uh, Volkortsen. I'm shooting the iron the open version. Same guns, the four-inch barrels. American flies.: Yeah. And you cause... mentioned
0: something about you're gonna start shooting open. Um, what's your open gun?
2: So we actually just got in a uh, STI steel mount. Oh no, it's the DBC steel. So it's the one I can shoot normal uh, power loads through and not have to have the uh, my uh, major power. Yeah,
0: you know, you definitely don't want to be shooting major power factor in a steel match. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah.
1: Some people do it. I don't. I don't. I don't get it.
0: Well, a lot of people, you know, they don't shoot enough steel to to realize. Uh, you know, I was talking with a competitor, and he was talking about, well, you know, I've got to get my compensator to work. And I'm like, do you know how much extra rise your gun has just because of that and you want your compensator to work? I said, if you yeah. just downgrade your ammo, downgrade your springs, uh, the gun's not going to move to begin with. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. That's right. Anybody you want to give a shout-out to, Chris?
2: I mean, I want to thank my parents, especially. Because, you know, my, like I said, my dad's got every match would be driving and places, helping me pay for all this. Especially with college and everything, he's helped me out with the ammo and match that, So that's probably the biggest person, and then all my sponsors. Name them. Give, give them their props. All right. I mean, they're still target paint. got to be able to see those shots on the plates. Uh, car arms and Magnum Research. Couldn't have broke it without that gun. the uh, ammo, just for making good ammo. Uh, Vortex. Great optics. Great customer service. And... Uh, JP, especially, can't shoot. Now, I shoot that gun both ways, eight stages all the time. It just runs. Can't can't be happier. Hunter's HD Gold. you guys got to see the plates. And Billy Striplin for helping get my guns tuned and get them running.
1: Awesome. Sweet, sweet. Well, Jeff, I think that's all the questions I have for Chris. Jeff, do you have any more questions for Chris? Yeah, just one thing. Um, what do you got planned for you know, the rest of this year and,
0: and next year for, for goals? You know, you think a sub-50 uh, sub is in,
2: in order? <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, my goal is just to keep on rocking, I guess. I mean, I'm going to keep trying to put the work on uh, work in during the off season when it's cold out, just try to go once a week or so and just try to keep my muscles and everything in the same, uh, I guess, timings and stuff on stages and just try to keep it going until the nationals and worlds and see if I can't keep repeating it. Fantastic.
0: Well, Steve, I want to say something now. Uh, for those that don't know, um, Steve has $2. His oldest daughter is going in for uh, surgery. Uh, this is being recorded first weekend in November. It's the second week in November, correct, Steve?
1: Yeah, the 11th.
0: The 11th. And um, anytime you got to go in for surgery, uh, uh, you've got to be careful. Um, the outlook is good. But I want everybody that listens to this um, just to put some good words in your thoughts and your mind uh, for Vanessa. So she comes through this strong, and recovery is easy, and she's back to being a kid. Um, anytime a, uh, a kid's sick with anything or has anything, it, it, it's a terrible thing. And uh, I've met Vanessa. She's a sweet girl. Very, very nice. Uh, very uh, respectful. Very respectful and uh, I just want everybody to put out a good word for her and uh, keep her in your thoughts
1: that, that uh, all goes well
0: next week for her.
1: Appreciate it, Jeff. It means a lot. Absolutely, Steve. Well, thank you so much, Chris, for being on the podcast tonight. Appreciate it, and uh, look forward yeah. to shooting with you again real soon.
2: Yeah, no problem. I appreciate
0: you having me. Thanks, Chris. We really appreciate it.
1: Thanks, hey, Jeff. Steve, wait, wait. You know what we didn't do? Give out that. Steel Target Paint Podcast coupon code. All right. Use discount code STPODCAST10. And just one second, we've got a special visitor. Hang on. Here he comes. Alabama Shakes, the current World Rimfire Cowboy Champion. Woo-hoo! Howdy, cowpokes. Alabama Shakes, the reigning Rimfire World Champion Cowboy. Yeehaw! Coming to you way down here in Dixie. Just want to let y'all know we got a special program. It's called the Auto Reorder Program on Rainstore.net. Man, it's a doozy. Sign up. Get free shipping and 5% discount on Steel Target Paint. One case or more. One case to a truckload. Go on and get a wagon load. Get all you can get. But you better get it and get on the auto reorder program today. Alabama Shakes signing off. Yeehaw. All right. Thanks again, Chris. Appreciate it. Have a good night.
2: Yeah, y'all too.